When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I'd say um, in the meantime, thank you to... I see a lot of friendly faces on here from like both having been a, been a Reading fan for over 30 years and this week with some of the support and the help as well. Um, and increasingly this week, we've asked like other people outside like the core group to contribute um, con- contribute to the media interviews and to show their support in other ways. And a lot of people on this um, on this space already have, have stepped up for us. So that's mad appreciated. And I know emotionally, it's a really difficult time at the moment. So it's um, yeah, it's appreciated. But seeing the fans come together like this has been. Um, Seeing the fans come to life again, this has been genuinely moving. So, while we've got a dark, horrible period at the moment, there's some silver lining, which is I don't think I've ever seen such collective togetherness from Reading fans who've been involved or have helped out and backed each other to the hilt. So, thank you. It's been, yeah, a ray of sunshine in another white shit situation. Yeah, it's been fantastic. It is. It's been, it's been brilliant. The, the unity that's been shown. Um, you know, from the fan base, it's been fantastic. So, yeah, for me as well, a massive thanks to, to everyone. Um, I think we've got Paul here now. Yep. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know who's driving it, but uh, I think we're pretty much ready to go. Um, so, Paul, uh, are we going to do non-match day first? Or you outline the plan? Yeah, let's start with uh, non-match day ideas that we've got, because we've all seen, like, we've thoroughly been through everything that's happening on match day. But we're kind of like... Want to push some ideas to you, but first of all, if you've got one to join in the chat, please ask to be um, added. And um, one of us will add us, hopefully, add him or Greg, or like you know, add you in, and then you can like speak and put out your ideas. If you've got anything, don't be shy. Now is your chance to actually speak and kind of influence by how we're gonna push it as well before we die and actually kind of like hopefully make these things go together. But you know. One of our main things is to make it as difficult as possible for Die Young and embarrass him. We need to step it to places that he frequents or what is associated with him. You would say ambassadors, and you would also say the Chinese embassy would be a possible target. We'd like to know your thoughts on that, whether you'd be interested in joining us. So please, you know, ask to be requested and join in because we do want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, we've we've already got one uh, request, and it's from uh, Jason. I will. Uh, oh no, he's kind of gone off now. Um, but anyone who has a a request, then um, please do please do send send in one, and uh, we'll we'll take your idea. Um, we're going to focus more on kind of the the non match uh, non match day stuff at the moment. So you know, London stuff or, or basically anything else that you have, please do send in the request, and we'll be uh, happy to hear your idea, however big or small it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Don't don't uh, think any idea is too small because it might spark some genius. <laughs> That's what we desperately need yeah. right now. Because exactly, yeah, don't be shy about it because um, the situation is dire, as we all know. You know, I'm not breaking any news there, am I? So just come no. forward now. 
this is why we have this space is for you to actually contribute and be part of this and you know i know all the fans come together on saturday on the pitch and that's absolutely fantastic and that's brought massive media attention but what is your ideas that aren't involved around that arena Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very looking forward to or up for a trip to London. I know that I should be the one that's listening tonight, but I am definitely up for for a trip to London. Um, I think that that's a fantastic kind of opportunity for us and allows us to kind of differentiate as well. And uh, we've got our first request in from Tom Baker, and I will uh, accept that now. And hopefully, you're speaking. Good evening. And uh, what's your what's your idea? Oh, hi. My name's Tom. Uh, guys, first, thanks for all you're doing. It's amazing to watch. Um slightly further away. I think all your ideas about doing stuff outside the casino is a great idea. Chinese embassy is a great idea. I guess on both of those, I think the way that we've been able to get loads of media coverage, like the talk sport or the podcast, that's like making the story even bigger. So I guess whatever we do outside those places, how do we make sure it's not just a protest, but it's a protest that really resonates and builds that media coverage? I guess the two other targets that I'm thinking a lot about are like the EFL itself. I know we talked about whether we do something outside the EFL HQ or some of their big sponsors. So we need to keep the pressure on them. And I guess as well, we shouldn't like forget local uh, MPs and stuff like that. You know, there's a certain amount of pressure I think we can probably put through like parliamentary routes as well. So like, again, is there anything more we can do to make sure every single MP, candidate, councillor in Reading and beyond is also like keeping the pressure on this as well. But um, yeah, I think we're all right behind you. And just uh, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, thanks for those ideas, Tom. Um, there's some really good ones there and ones we can definitely work on. And everyone that's inspired anyone, you know, join as well. But thanks a lot for that, Tom. I think I've, I've just seen in the chat, um, Claire suggested embassy as well. Um, and like, look, I think I, I'll put my cards on the table. I think that's my favourite one for all the reasons that Tom, for all the reasons that Tom outlined. I think it would get media coverage. I think it would, the thing that we've noticed with our pattern is when we do something that is more die focused and more personally targeted at him, all of a sudden we coincidentally get calls from the club or the club make a statement or something comes out. So just based on our own like analysis of when we have done action, it was after the Advan was parked outside of his casino and it was after the, it was after the parade around London where it seemed to jolt the club into, into talking to us. So I like that from an effectiveness point of view and from what we know about his state of mind and the, the concept of faith in Chinese business, it could be a really great way of embarrassing to him. But I also just think it's another one of those it's another one of those options we've got which would unify the fan base. I mean, I don't think there's much divisive about targeting the one man that we think um that we think can target. And I think I've seen a lot of a lot of people, as I said, Claire in the chat as well as back this one. I for me it's a no brainer. And you wanna know something even better? 20-minute walk from Chinese Embassy to Las Ambassadors Casino. We could have a lovely stroll, little pub crawl, happy days and protest. It all sounds great to me. You, you I mean, don't let me in, I'm, I'm so in for that. Yeah, I mean, you had my attention when you said pub crawl. Um, we've got to uh, the, the next person who's requested, which is Andrew. Uh, hopefully, you'll be on in, in a second. And I think you're on. And uh, what's your idea? Hi there, was that for Andrew? Um, yeah. Hi, uh, so um, it is actually something I DM'd you earlier in the week and I, I absolutely agree, protesting at the Chinese embassy is a great idea. I think the whole idea of embarrassing Dai um, and trying to get the attention of the Chinese state um, may well have some impact. And what I suggested on my DM was you've got quite a lot of contact with um, MPs and I guess now, to some extent, the, de the Department for Culture, Media and Sport is, can you get an audience with the Chinese ambassador? Can you explain to the Chinese ambassador, potentially with an MP along, what Dai is doing to our football club, how that's embarrassing to the Chinese state and, you know, how it's ruining that asset for our community? Yeah, it'd be fantastic if we tried that, wouldn't it be, Greg? I mean, it's, it'd be a, a completely new angle. Might yeah no i'm with you i think we've looked we're at the point where we've got to try everything i think it's something that we've spoken about i actually think that probably the cleverest way of doing that would be to get our mps who are supportive so james sutherland matt rodder damien green maybe for them to reach out to chinese counterparts and just push the question a little bit while we've got that favor um 
Look, as, as some of you know that we we had a chat with the EFL and notes will be coming out of that really sh- shortly today. But probably the most <laughs> passionate advocate and the most extreme and most punchy was James Sunderland, who's the MP, who um, was was probably one of our biggest advocates. And so I think that could be something we could do to lean on our political support to take it to a to basically yes to take it to China. Because as I said earlier, I think. We've seen that when the news hits Hong Kong press, when it hits Chinese press, we tend to see a reaction from the club. And I think, yeah, I think that's an angle that we should be looking to explore more often. And it's it's funny because right at the start of the campaign, we were sort of firmly determined that we wouldn't do too much Chinese targeting because we just don't want it to get into like a bit racist or could be targeting on that. But as long as we get the tone right and we're respectful and we point out that it's actually the disrespect of Dai Yong that's pointing us this way, not some xenophobic thing about the Chinese, I think I think we could be okay. And it's something that, yeah, we're willing to pursue. Yeah, I, I think that's totally right. If we get it, the, the, yeah, definitely don't make getting xenophobic. And also uh, on the EFL meeting that we had today, hopefully we have the notes by the end of the week. So, um, yeah. Um, anyone else uh, wants to speak there, Adam? Yeah, thank you, Andrew, uh, so much for that. Um, yes, someone else does want to speak. Um, the comments are going bananas, by the way. We'll try and keep up with them. Um, but first, to uh, Unbid Emperor, uh, I'll have you on now, and hopefully it's connecting. Uh, there you go. Uh, once you unmute yourself, I think you're you're good to speak. You need to unmute yourself. Yeah, unmute. Sorry, two passers. So do like a load of box pox. So like a load of interviews, like self interviews, like recording with your phone, like camera, whatever. Uh, saying how much the club means to you, just to drum up publicity. Because I think with campaigns like this, there is, oh yes, it's the fans backing it, but you don't see the fans. Like you don't have the personal interaction with the fans potentially like get loads of those and then like do a similar thing where we've got uh the screen going through london um and just have all of those like playing on so like no audio particularly but just have like so you've got the faces of the reading fans being shown so you you there's like an actual representation for it so there's like an emotional attachment is actually real and these are the people that would be losing their club. Exactly. I think that's maybe what the angle you're looking at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's something that we could look at, Greg, isn't it? I mean, it's a possibility. I think Greg's busy sometimes. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I've just, no, that, was, that, that wasn't my daughter on that occasion. That was me just not knowing how to use the mute button. Um, yes, look, and like, look, one of the things we've been really lucky with is the support from people who know how to video edit really well and Alex Feverson's done a cracking job on I think before the before the march we had in Reading he, he pulled together a lovely emotional video which I think really really ties it up and uh, Matt has just suggested that look maybe getting something like that collage and montage to really sort of hit home it's not just a football club with some nameless faces in it but it's dads grandparents mums daughters who've all been coming to the game for generations and like look I got a bit emotional on Saturday because I'm there with my old man and it's tough and it's like it really hurts and i think like look i don't care how heartless a businessman you are or how ruthless you are i'd like to think seeing that a football club is more than just a business and it doesn't have normal stakeholders it has fans and people that have attached a part of their identity to a football club is really important to show those faces and i think i mean i'm starting to lose faith with just how cold-hearted or resistant Di is when he's on the other side of the on the other side of the world but a bit of added emotional energy isn't going to hurt yeah, exactly. If you've got anything else you wanted to say there, Matt? Yeah, so it's the slight issue with if the EFL do freeze die young, reading into some of the rules around it, can he not just pass power onto his sister and then we're still in this situation rather than him trying... I know it's the idea is to try and force a sale, but the EFL can't, but they can restrict him from being an owner that he has to pass like ownership to somebody so is the is the idea of even if the EFL do step in do block him he can just transfer all the power to his sister and then we still have the issue 
Well, this is the problem, isn't it, with the um, situation of even if he was disqualified. Um, it's very technical, that one. And it's probably, I mean, I understand why you want to know that, but I mean, it's difficult oh, to go into that in old depth. Yeah, no, 100%. I know that it's yeah. like a long-form speculation sort of thing. Yeah. I just thought it's worth addressing because I've seen yeah, no, sure. on, on Twitter today, like loads of people like, well, let's just try and push this through. And I didn't think... I hate saying it, but I don't think it's the answer because I don't think, like, the EFL have even admitted that they've tried to do what they can, and even if they do do something, there's not a lot in it. Like, I hate the idea of not having Reading Football Club. Like, I've been going since I was, like, six. I'm 29 now. So it's mental for me to think that it wouldn't exist. I just, I'm sure it does for plenty of other people. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question as best I can without look we've we've agreed to share all of our notes and publish like separately with the with the EFL so we need to respect that and just the record should be ended ended this week it won't won't be as long as the famous notes to, um, before Christmas I promise that much but we we should be pretty quick on this so what I'll do is I'll use something that is public and it's been written I think it's in Business Insider so you can go and um you can go and check this out to what has been said but like you're right in that disqualification comes with risk in that they could be disqualified and there's a 28 day bit to divest but that doesn't necessarily mean that Dai Younger would divest divest, and as you said could pass it to his sister or could just leave it right now the EFL have said publicly in an article that's been published so I feel comfortable talking about this is that the suggestion is that if that were to happen like look in a normal circumstance that would affect the potential for investors it would affect the it would affect the standing of the club to such an extent that any normal rational person would then be like, right, I should sell because this is just going to hurt too much sort of thing. What we don't have is any reliability on Dai being rational in that respect, because one of the biggest challenges we have is that we don't have a problem where Dai Younger has has spent not enough money or started from or started from a point of view where he was asset stripping the club from the start. He's plunged a lot of money into the club. So there's always a tricky bit there in terms of, well, look, he, he will argue that he's within his rights to try and get as much money back as humanly possible from that, having put so much money in there. The word we hear is that the, the market value is too high. The amount he's placing on the amount of value he's placing on the club is um is is too high compared to what investors think it should be. And that that's why we sort of got to this weird standoff place. But to your point, like look, answering your point a bit more concisely disqualification could be a fantastic thing to happen it could be a complete disaster based on if Dayong just completely ignored the EFL again which look fines I don't think are ever going to deter him because he's a billionaire but yeah it's a possibility mate he could just he could just sack it off could just ignore it but the the the, the logic of disqualification is it devalues the potential value of the club which, if you're trying to sell a club, as he said, he's 100% committed to do, according to Dayong Pang, then you wouldn't want to do that, and it could be a viable option. So we're having a look at it. We're talking to the EFL about it comfortably, and we'll see how we get on. But you're right to be a little bit nervous about it. Okay, perfect. Thank you both. Um, Cheers, thank you. um, Neil, I'll have you on uh, just in a second, but there are plenty of comments here um especially related to pang um cameron says can we target pang if Dai isn't in the country surely pang should be targeted we could find where he goes and what interest he has what do you think of that boys yeah i think we should definitely be targeting Dai young pang i think he's an absolutely critical person to be targeting i think he's uh the most useless COO we've ever had, but we have to look at this as an effective campaign and who can we get to? And he's quite an easy target, isn't he? We obviously can't get to die young. So, yeah, I, I 100% we think we should go for that, Greg. Yeah, big fan. Um, Brad, sorry, mate, I've just also seen your comment in the, in, in the comments that you suggested the Chinese embassy back in June. Yeah, sorry, we weren't so on it at that point. We're now much more on it. Apologies. Yes, targets have changed, and um, the situation that we're in has got worse. Is there anyone who's uh, actually uh, asked to join, Adam? Um, yes, there, there are more people. Um, okay, so three, three first. I think Neil was the first one. Um, hopefully, you'll be connecting in a second, and I think you're ready to speak when you're on mute. 
There we go. Is that me? Yeah, uh, someone's just actually jumped the gun there on me, but I, I was actually going to say, you know, Dion Pang seems to be, whether he's Dai Young's man on the ground, whether he's his mouthpiece, whether he's his confidant, that, you know, Dai Young Pang is apparently making decisions behind the backs of Mark Bowen, Ruben Sellers, other players and other people at the club. So I was going to say, you know, we, we're missing a trick here by not targeting him as well, because... He seems to be doing things that are detrimental to the club, and that's also going to be detrimental to the selling process, surely. So whoever, whoever made the comment about targeting Dion Pang, yes, I totally agree, good idea. The other thing I'm thinking is, John Medeski has got a hell of a lot of contacts in a hell of a lot of different fields around the UK. He's got a room in the um, V&A, he's got you know, places named after him. Surely Sir John has got some contacts here that he could, influence to get us into front of the right people and he could even be involved himself because he, you know, he was very passionate on the radio the other day very passionate and on talk sport as well so i think i'm just thinking dion pang is a great way but let's, let's can we get sir john involved i would love to get sir john involved so far he has not wanted to get involved uh hopefully at some point would he see his comments and his desperation for the club you would think there must be a tipping point when he will kind of help us. But until that point comes, we can definitely try, can't we, um, Greg? So, I mean, he'd yeah. be a massive asset if we could get him on board. No, I think um, I think early on, a lot of fans were a bit disappointed with Sir John early on when he was basically trying to, I mean, he was, he was quite complimentary about Dai Yong, right? Um, but I think if you heard him on TalkSport this week, his tone has completely changed and that reflects the graveness of the situation. Um, I believe he referred to it as tyranny, that staff were unpaid and uh, the amount of cost-cutting that's going on the club is like it, 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 it's a real slap in the face for a man who built the club so sustainably to see it being run in the complete opposite ethos as he goes. We, we'll try and reach out again. I think it's important to note that well, like, John Medeski's 82 years old now as well. Um, so I think his energy for, I don't know, I don't know how many 82-year-olds you know, but they tend not to be major activists, especially if they're, if they're multi-millionaires who've made their business and earn, earn their retirement. But I think he can certainly help with some intros. And we, we're, we're aware he's been trying to do his bit to help help find buyers for the club. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't put it this way. I don't think we'll have Sir John marching on, mar- mar- marching, marching on the Chinese embassy with us. But <laughs> I would love to have a. I'd love to have a little gander at his contact book and see if there's anyone in there. Yeah. Oh, don't break my heart on that, Greg. Yeah. I so want to see that. I think he'd be up for the pub crawl bit. Yeah, I yes. think. Um, yeah. Very, very um, valid point about um, SJM. Uh, you know, if, if only we could kind of roll back the years as well and get him involved for for the full time. But. Um, there you go. Um, thank you, Neil, for for your comment. Cheers, um, we're going to get Ben. We're going to get Ben Thomas up next um, from the Tarlost end, and hopefully he'll be speaking now. Evening, Ben. Hey, there, mate. You're all right. Yeah, not bad. What's your idea? Um, well, I've got a couple, really. I mean, I think you know we've suggested Pang before, and I think that's um, that's a valid point, given the fact that he suddenly come out and, and has started doing bits and pieces. Really, obviously, the fact that he went on. Talk sport, albeit pre-recorded, shows to me that he's kind of quite, quite apprehensive about the situation, and he's he's kind of, you know, he's been forced into this role now in terms of being a, you know, the spokesman for the club, and he doesn't want to do that. So my thing would be, any kind of investment or businesses or anything that he's got, and if if you you know anyone can do a quick Google search him and see all these kind of companies that are linked to him, you know that that might be a way to to kind of target it. I, I think with, with the Chinese embassy, it's a little bit difficult because it's, you know, we're talking about a massive organisation here. And I know he's well known in that kind of, in that national sphere, but what kind of impact is that going to have really? What links has he got, I guess, to the to the Chinese government and the people within the embassy physically in London? The, the point I would make about taking it to London, I think it's a really, really good idea. And I know there's a lot of people that have suggested this, you know, months ago, really. But if you look at Charlton Athletic, you know, when they went after uh, Dutchelet, I think that's how you say it, you know, they, they actually went to Belgium. Now, it's, it's a bit of a stretch to ask our fans to go all the way to China, potentially. But in terms of March on London and actually taking sort of Reading out of Reading and, and, and taking it off our doorstep to a, a different locality, I think is a, is a really, you know, potentially positive thing because 
you know, we, we want both of them out. We want the whole regime out of the club. Everyone would, would agree with that. So potentially looking at kind of where Pang is, what kind of, you know, fingers and, and pies he's got involved could be a way around this in terms of kind of really going after him and getting him to put the pressure on, on Dai Young to kind of speed up this sale. I just, I don't know, I just get the impression from him. And, you know, I think it was Greg who, who said earlier that, you know, the meeting that you guys had with him before Christmas was as a direct result of, of you guys getting that kind of, that lorry or whatever you had sort of around London. So any pressure you put on Pang and any, any pressure you kind of, you put on in terms of, of going to London and, and kind of taking the fight away from Redden so much, you know, it, it kind of, it, it, it stresses it even more. And any, any kind of businesses that you can, I'm not saying go after in terms of graffiti and, and lobbing bricks through windows and stuff, but, you know, that, the, that kind of element of actually trying to damage the economic, you know, stream that they do have is, is the thing that, to me, they kind of care about the most. So, I, you know, I, I, I think, you know, London is, and this would be the first time I ever say this in my life, but, like, London is, is the one for this, I think, really. What have you got against? What have you got against London, Ben? It's, it's, Mate, it's, honestly, like, I just all these people go, oh, "London's amazing." It is to a point, but honestly, me every time I'm there, I can't wait to leave. I'm a Berkshire Mate, you, need, so, you know, you, you, you're going to the wrong path. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll it's like I tell you, what, it's lovely around the Chinese embassy, but uh, mate, um, look, you, 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 and I agree on most things, Reading and football related, um, and I agree on this. Like, I think where we can, if we can make Pang feel a bit more uncomfortable, happy days. Where we can, we're younger. I think like look, everyone's talking from the same hymn sheet here. I, I think you make complete sense. I'm I'm also gonna. You you mentioned Charlton go to Belgium. I mean, look, I've been. I would love us to go on an away trip to China, but I don't think it's going to happen. But mm. like, to London, it definitely works. And to to any of you who are to a, to a, who are history buffs in the football protest arena, it's Crystal Palace went big to central London where they protested outside Lloyd's of London when who were involved in the administrative process. And um, I spoke to it's quite a funny story. I won't I won't name him because he told me this in confidence. But I spoke to a guy who used to work at Lloyd's who said like that really did shake him up because they were like, "Hang on, we've got football fans outside our office. This never happens." It made them feel uncomfortable. Helped the Maxi Jazz from Faithless was there as well, so they had a bit of star quality. Um, but look, I think it's effective, and I think as you say, it gives it a sense of. Um, Give it a sense of occasion as well, and I just want to address. Um, there was a comment in the there was a comment in the in in the in the chat in the comments from Picton Pedro, um, about making sure that like he, he makes a really good point that look, there's loads of protests in central London, also outside embassies that don't get coverage, that don't get that pickup coming through. I would say I agree with you, but they don't always come from football fans, and that's what makes this interesting, and that's what makes this newsworthy. And if you can trust us on anything. It's we know what makes news. And I promise you, football fans outside the Chinese embassy is so weird. Or football fans outside Les Ambassadeurs is such a weird concept. It will it, it, will, it will create a bit of news. It's not just up oil outside. It's not a free Palestine march, which you are used to seeing. And it does come around. You're not used to seeing a load of Berkshire boys up in town outside the Chinese embassy. And the girls. Thing I was going to say to you, Greg, as well, was you talked about Maxi Jazz, but we got the Amazons. So let them pitch up outside the Chinese embassy and do a gig. How about that? Oh, look, you're, 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 you're preaching to my PR soul here. I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you make a really good point there, Greg, about um, kind of switching up, really, and, and, and having football fans outside of a casino, which is, doesn't usually happen. Um, but anyway, thanks. Thanks a lot, Ben. I know you said that you had a big idea and you certainly didn't disappoint. Um, next up is, is Christopher, and hopefully you can be added very soon. It's connecting. And once you unmute yourself, you can make your point. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you. Lovely. Hi there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I just want to say thanks to you guys for what you've actually started and set up and are doing at the moment. I think with the protests and the marches and everything, it's been, been great. Just off the bat, just wanted to put that across. I'd love to have been able to do more, um, but it's been great seeing the, you know, the tennis balls are getting on the pitch and everything. I think that's worked brilliantly. And to see all the celebrities... Um, all the big sort of football experts talking about it this week's been quite emotional. Um, but on regards to sort of off the pitch protests, I wasn't sure, you know, if you look at, say, like Company's House and stuff, and you've got Dai Young's sort of sister's, I think, like London address, you've got his address. Is there is there not stuff that we could potentially do sort of outside over of those houses? Maybe that's where Dai Young is 
sort of stay in while he's over here, um, whether we can sort of send God knows what junk mail, do anything to them sort of places, not necessarily damaging those places, but something that will affect him directly, something that Dai might actually get to see and hear about where it's his actual property. I think anything that's going to affect his life is a positive right now for us, isn't it? I think we've got to be as in his face as possible, but also in this sense, if you're taking it outside of match day, you've also got to do it legally as well, because otherwise yeah. you're going to end up in all types of trouble, aren't we? I mean, and for all of us, I mean, obviously what everyone else does is up to them, but we definitely wouldn't be endorsing anything that's actually going to cause any problems for us uh, long term. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think we need to. No. Like I, I think everything we've done has been peaceful and well executed, and well, I say well executed, except for Sockgate, we 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 forget and we throw that away. Don't go there. Uh, and and it, and it, and it's because the fans have been first. And and sorry, Matt, I missed I missed your name at the start, but like the um was it Christopher? It's like the last thing, the the last thing you need to do is thank us, mate. It's um if you want if you want to get your other half to hate you, start a protest group. Jesus Christ! Yeah. But it's um look, it's it, it's our it's it's one thing it's our pleasure because it's stressful and it's hard work, but yeah, we're happy to do it. And like to be honest, it's got a hell of a lot easier recently because we've got Reading fans stepping up and helping us all the way through. And it's yeah, it's been. As I said, I said right at the start, it's been one of the few positives to see a fan base come together like this. Um, just a bit annoying it had to be in such horrible circumstances. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And I think everyone's come together to, to play their part, not just, you know, the, the group, just the, the whole fan base have been mm-hmm. fantastic and have um, been res- responsible really for kind of the, the success of um you know the the call so um yeah well done to everyone and and thank you to to christopher um next on is uh mr collins hopefully you'll be on very shortly and i think you're connected uh what's your idea hi uh cheers thank you just to um echo what chris just said fully appreciate all the work um all of you have done um it's, it's great to see it's great to see the unity amongst the club as well something which we've missed um recently um, my question was going to be, um, as well as going down to the Chinese embassy to um, to protest, it'd be great if we Reading fans scattered about. So, for example, some of us were in the Chinese embassy. Some of us were outside the EFL headquarters because I feel like that would get more media attention. Um, the second thing I'd like to say is, it's great to see some of some of these MPs involved, but one MP from Reading who's not been involved at all was Alok Sharma, um, and he he came to the school that I work at the other the other day, and he said that China is the biggest threat in the twenty first century. It'd be great to actually hold him to that and pressure him on on, on that point. Um, I'm not sure what contact you've had of Alok Sharma, but let, let's really pressure him in terms of the comment that he said there. Yeah. Bloody hell, what, what school do you work at where he's making those claims? Uh, 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 <laughs> it's crazy. I, 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 I bet you. Um, look, it's it's um it's it's actually it's actually a really easy question on Alex Sharma. Is we've reached out to him. He knows absolutely nothing about football, and therefore said he couldn't be much use. He was, however, really handy in pointing us with James and Matt Rodder and others, and has basically said. He's, he's happy for them to take a lead on it, and he will lend support. He will lend support to it. Mate, it, it, it was actually refreshingly honest. He just doesn't have a clue about fair, football. Fair. Um, and it comes through. The China thing is interesting. I've not heard him be hawkish on China before, um, which look could help us re just reevaluate some of the conversations we've had with the political contacts um, to see if that's a route we can tap into. But there's a really simple answer. Mate. He, 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 we reached out to him, and he just said quite respectfully, "I don't have a clue about football." And yeah, look, I don't have a clue about certain things, and so I leave them well alone. So I sort of say fair enough on that one. Cool, awesome, cheers. Thanks for that, mate. Any more uh, people uh, wanted to speak there, Adam? Yeah, uh, we've got 
next on, uh, where's my jumper? Hopefully you'll be connecting oh. very shortly. And when you unmute yourself, you can make your point. First of all, where's my jumper? Tell, please tell me that's a kind of like credit to an old song there. I just want to know that. Have you unmuted yourself yet? Not yet. Uh, we can move on to someone else now. You can remain as a speaker. Uh, we've got AJB uh, as well. Hopefully you can speak. Uh, when you unmute yourself, you can speak. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. God. Even an old git like me can uh, work with technology. Um, first of all, uh, I've got nothing but admiration for everything all you guys at SBWD have done. You know, these things just don't happen. And uh, the time and effort and all the work that goes behind the scenes, I know from professional experience, goes unnoticed. And I just want to pay tribute to that. Um, three points. One, um, and I was about 10 minutes late, so I probably missed the most important part, which is about the embassy. Um, in my view, we need to rack up the focus on die in China and almost get to a point of embarrassing the Chinese government that they've got this crook and this criminal um, destroying 152 years of history in, in Britain. Um, and it's interesting that Mike Gow, his tweets the last couple of days have uh, seemed to very much indicate that, you know, there's a, and, and a couple in, late this afternoon um, really seemed to indicate that it was almost beholden on the crook to put, you know, hold some responsibility towards what he needs to do and achieve with Reading Football Club. So I think you know, right, for those people, and I heard some comments about, well, I'm not sure what the Chinese embassy will do and we should do this and we should do that. In my professional opinion, it's all about a photo op. And if we do it early enough and loud enough, in central London um, quickly enough to get that photo up, to beat the news round, to get in there early. And I think that will have some real traction, embarrassing the Chinese government. Um, it will give us a great photo op. And that's what it's, you know, the news cycle works on photo ops and sound bites. And you know, there's been so many great sound bites. Damien Green this afternoon, or this morning at the DCMS Select Committee. So, you know, be really focused. And I don't think it would take that many of us to actually achieve that. And I'm quite prepared to go to and stand outside Portland Place with a properly organised protest that's all police, Met Police sanctioned to to achieve that i think that will actually have real impact and it wouldn't take a whole number of people it's not about numbers it's about the 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 opportunity and what that looks like in the media yeah, yeah. Um, mr bone um firstly thank you for for calling in for your, your kind comments and again couldn't agree with you more like you, you did miss the first 10 minutes where i can i can exclusively reveal the embassy is a really popular everyone's back up for it um i think you're spot on about photo op versus being uh, for, for for the for, for the wider group listening like we talk a lot about in in pr about what we call need to go or need to show and need to go basically means do you need to go there and there be thousands of you to be impactful or do you just need a really, really good picture to make it? Now, with the embassy, I think Andrew's probably right. I think it's picture, but why not take the this to go through? The thing I want to be really clear, because I've seen a few of this in the comments. I've seen a few of this in the comments, um, so just to address a couple of things. Firstly, yes, everything would be done properly with the police, well organised. Um, our very own Ellie Flood had to do all of this with the protest in Reading. It's a similar thing. It's a long process. It requires a lot of organisation. But if you do it officially, you are in you're in much happier grounds. Yeah. Um, we're also speaking to some proper experts, which will include Mike Gow tomorrow. 
about making sure we get that tone right for China. So it's not yeah. in, and the other comment I've seen a few times is, is there a risk that Dai will just get bitter and twisted and out of spite, drag the, drag the poem? Now, we can't really account for someone being that mean, that ill-spirited when there are millions and millions of pounds and lives at stake and all the rest of it. But it is a consideration. And the way we're going to mitigate against that consideration is to speak to proper Chinese cultural experts who can really advise us on how to get the tone right to make sure we're respectfully disrespectful, if that makes sense. So leave that with us. Look, it's coming through loud and clear that the embassy, the casino is something that the fans want to pursue. I think that's going to be our next step. Um, that's going to be our next step. We're going to do it properly. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and I think two, that's... Sorry, two, two other points. Um, and again, this is probably one to pick up with Mike Gao because my Chinese international communications knowledge is relatively limited, is, you know, how do we get on Weibo and get this, you know, is it appropriate? Will the Chinese stamp it down? But I think that whole question around, you know, taking the battle to China, okay, as much as you would like a trip to Shanghai or Beijing, Greg, you know, <laughs> um, you know Weibo is the platform. How do, how do we, how do we, get in there and is it appropriate and what do we say yeah um Weibo is it's funny you mention it because it's something that truthfully we just haven't got our heads around yet um partly because it's of all the social media channels i'm uh, elm park royals doesn't have a massive presence on Weibo, um but we're going to do our best to try and sort that out um because you're right it's it for those who for those who don't know Weibo is basically the only social media channel that the chinese don't um feel to, well they still look at it really sharply but it's, it's the biggest one in china basically and if you get stuff pop off on there it gets seen might get taken down after a couple of hours but it's a good place to target excuse me greg we are massive on Weibo. <laughs> <laughs> in china yeah um, um and my, my third point, which is really sort of trying to look forward, is around, you know, a, a, absolutely, you know, all our focus has been till now to get the crook out of the club and to get him to sell it. But what is he selling? And how do we start talking up the investment proposition for Reading Football Club? Uh and again, another cracking question. Your 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 three points have been have been have been especially pointy. Um, potential investors and building up the club and bigging up the club. So there's a couple of things going on there in terms of look, start speak to people we come through. But um, look, if we're dealing in short, midterm, and long term targets, at the moment we're in the short and midterm, and I think in midterm it's like look, we did a bit of work early doors about. Um, I've just got to tread a yeah. bit carefully because we're a little bit NDA'd on a couple of these things. I think we might be back. I'm not sure for how long, but we're back. I'll let others join. Right, okay, I'll add pull to this. Apologies, everyone, I think it's my Wi-Fi, which is not ideal. Uh, I'll invite Greg as well. Um, trying, to, trying to remember his um, username. There he is. Once they're back, we'll get going. Hopefully, that's the last of my issues. But, um, there we are. Right. Are we, are we back? I promise that wasn't because we started mentioning the Chinese government, right? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping so. I think it was just my terrible, terrible Wi-Fi. Let's just <laughs> hope. Um, let's just hope Sorry. we're back now. I don't know how long this is going to last for, um, but uh, hopefully we're back now. Um, we'll get straight on again um, with MHH, um, who should have been speaking last time. I don't know if he spoke. Um, but once you're unmuted, you can make your point or continue your point. You're on mute, mate. Oh, cheers. Uh, sorry, I disconnected for a moment, so I'm back up. Great. Uh, first off, you guys are doing an amazing job, so thank you for everything you're doing. I just wanted to build on the Chinese point and completely agree with the last uh, speaker around 
the positioning in the media, not doing some research and due diligence around that, but also I think politically as well. So uh, whether we've spoken to uh, and getting advice from the UK politicians around engaging with the Chinese uh, political system as well, uh, the UK um, um, embassy in China, etc. I think that's going to be quite important. So that when we do it, it's it's understood how we're doing it and culturally positioned well. Uh, the second area was also the investment, and sorry, it, the call uh, dropped when. Uh, the previous speaker was talking. I completely agree. It's great to hear there's a, a program looking at sort of investment uh, as well. The third area is around changing of regulations. This is not going to help us in the short term, but I think it's great that uh, the council focused on the amendment of regulations and uh, yeah, the independent regulator in due course. I'm just wondering. Hang on a second. Um, um, right, I went broke back. Um, can you hear me? Are we back? I can. I can hear you, Adam. Listen okay, to your MHH. Um, uh, yeah, are you still here? <laughs> Yeah, MHH is still there, just needs to unmute. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Sorry, mate. The last, the last thing we heard, I believe, was you've been doing some research. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's a couple of points. Uh, the first one is the Chinese point. Uh, and agree with what you were discussing earlier about the media positioning and uh, talking to people who can advise us on that. Uh, the second bit related to that is the political angle and understanding how these types of campaigns will be effective politically in China. So I was wondering whether uh, we've spoken to people who can help us with that or with the embassy in China, the UK embassy in China. So that's the first one. Yeah. Um, I'll answer that quickly. Um, sort of touched on it a little bit earlier. I think one thing I think we're, we're going to do, we had this suggested a couple of times and it's a really smart shout. I think we're going to reach out to our political contacts to do that on our behalf. And I think that will help that will help coming through because, look, un we we've got good expertise in this group, but um, it doesn't extend as far as like the Chinese press and the Chinese political groups. Um, so we need to just make sure that we've got that. Um, we need to just make sure we've got our knowledge on the way out. Yeah, completely agree. Second, second area and sorry, the call broke uh, uh, was around investment. And uh, I heard you talking a little bit about that, but it's good to hear that. Uh, that process is uh, continuing. And last but not least is uh, new regulations, which we all know is going to take time. Um, I, I know there's been a lot of engagement with uh, EFL, um, DCMS a bit. Uh, I'm just wondering about the FA. Um, again, cracking point, mate. It's something that is becoming increasingly, um, increasingly important. I think we'll need to speak I think we'll need to speak to the FA about. Um, I, it, it, what, what we're struggling to understand a little bit, and it's getting more and more helpful, what we, is where the EFL jurisdiction ends and where the FA begins. And where I think the FA could be particularly helpful is, and uh, sorry, if my dad's listening, I've shamelessly nicked this from him, is that the FA could be very good at speaking, the English FA could be very good at speaking to the Chinese FA. And that could help start pointing out a few things that would, that would go in. Uh, but we think mainly... It, it, it's tricky to know where, where it begins, but look, I'm very happy to reach out to the FA and start that conversation. Um, yeah, I, it's another great shout. At the moment, we want to we want to put some faith into the EFL and trust with the EFL who are helping, um, but we're not afraid to go to the FA and see if we can open up. Because I think the FA especially could help with the international side of things. Thank you. Thanks thank you. for everything. Oh, don't, you don't you don't need to thank us, mate. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Um, next, uh, okay, I think we still might be having difficulties. Can you still hear me, Greg? I can hear you loud and clear, mate. Okay, yeah. Um, 
other people can't hear i don't think um let us know in the comments if you can if you can hear um or not um and then if you can't right i don't think i don't think anyone's hearing the uh so the i think we've got i've got i've, I've got richard we might need to just restart because mhh could hear us chris okay. has just requested richard richard has requested Okay, I'll end this and then we'll come back and hopefully it'll uh, hopefully it'll be okay. I've got, I've got two requests. Can we just get can we just get can someone just say in the comments if you can hear us or not? Yeah. Du, 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 du. Oh, Matt can Matt Lanzi can hear us fine. Um can you can people hear us now? Okay, fine. Look, let's, let's 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 try let's try, try and move on. We've got like I can let me let me see if I can tap Richard in and we'll speak to, we'll speak to him. Richie, get your big boy pants and get your big boy pants and get off mute. Rich, off mute, mate. Yep. There you go. Sorry. Apologies. So no, thank you, chaps. Um, I just like to say, to start by saying, um, as Chris did, thank you very much for everything you've done so far. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that your actions on Saturday would achieve as much as they did, and I've been, um, yeah, overwhelmed really with with what's happened since. I'm just listening to some of the the thoughts on the call from some of the people earlier, and I think. The issue is I've always seen it. This is a private company. <laughs> and as much as we're trying our hardest to to get him to sell it, it it's still it's still his, right? It's his asset and there's 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 little that we theoretically could do. But I think that some of the comments and recommendations that I could agree with that, that have been discussed this evening have been the ones around the people that might have the control to be able to do something. So the embassies, I think, isn't a bad idea. And, you know, I think you said being respectfully disrespectful, which I think is important. But, but equally, I think um, putting pressure onto bodies like the EFL, onto the English government, you know, the people that set these regulations and the people that, ha that have the control theoretically to try and do something is the right way to do it. I don't, I, there was one earlier about um, yeah potentially targeting family members of of the owners of the chief exec. I don't, I, I, it doesn't really sit very well with me, and I don't think it achieves what we're after. I think yeah what we're asking for here is almost like a, a law change to try and have something happen. And the 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 comments today from Dang and others are just inert really. And I think the only way that we really have to make effective change is to try and almost become a nuisance to to the bodies that that do have those abilities to change laws, regulations, you know, thinking about Abramovich for Chelsea with the Russians, you know, that was extremely difficult, diff different, because that was a global policy that, that people were enacting across the world. But that's the sort of thing that you need to do, I would suggest, to arrest a private company and take assets away from someone or force a sale. I'm. I'm not going to invade you to Ukraine, Richard. No, I'm not, I don't. I don't think we need to do that. I think. I think. I think the Stadium Stadium pitch was enough. But. But. But you see what I'm saying. I think there's. There's yeah. a lot of really good recommendations yeah. and the passion and, and the support from all the fans is incredible. But I think you know, it, it, annoying the people that that might be able to make some of the changes, like the EFL, like the English government. I think is is the right way forward. I'm. I'm not sure what we're going to achieve by irritating. Yeah, the Chinese government, I think one of the callers said it, that at a, at a school, I'd still love to know which one it was, but at the school about how the Chinese are crooks, I don't think highlighting that they've got one in their ranks and he owns an English football club is, is going to either embarrass them or cause them to change tact. But I think it, we no, could embarrass I, the EFL and embarrass the English government enough that they might do something. No, mate, I'm with you. Um, I think it's... I think that everything you said again makes complete sense and it's you're on the same page as we are. We're trying to press the buttons to work. Um, as you said, we spoke we spoke to the EFL and the EFL like look, you've seen the um you've seen the output the EFL have done mm -hmm. today. They've been their the words are strong, right? And their willing is there. Like we're we're uh, look, uh, it's 
it's they 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 um they dislike him as much <laughs> as we do. It's becoming increasingly clear, which is which is great because it means we've got powerful on the side. But you you've touched on it earlier. It's just like we are a private limited company, and that means there are limits on forcibly enforcing sales, yep. right? So the options we have available to us are put pressure on the owners to come through. There's a couple of other options that we'll we'll, we'll speak about in a couple of days, but. And we intend to do that by being a bit more personal towards Dayonga, towards Dayong Pang, and doing it that way because we think that's where every time we've done something a bit more like that, that's when we've been reached out to. That's when people have spoken to us um, and club have reached out to us. So we're on the same page. Um, and yeah, thank you for for, for 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 saying what we what we think. I think we're getting towards the consensus tonight that this is the way to go and um yeah so thank you no thank you very much um okay we did have one request but it's uh no longer there um, i'm aware that people are still having technical issues um greg there was um another theme really along with pang was um dice sister you know is there anything in that in kind of not targeting but also you know having a, a deeper look into dai julie yeah, I mean, look, it's interesting. We've, we've bizarrely we've not really touched it before, and I don't know if you, if, if people have been aware of this or have, have checked in, but there does seem to be some chat um, that she seems to be the reasonable one, if that makes sense. Um, and like, look, we can explore it. We know, we know she's got, we know that she was sort of settled here herself, and like, what? Why not? Right? She's listed as a director of the company, or when, or when it was first taken over, she was especially prominent. Um, but more than anything, it'd be great to know what's going on in the thought process and, and, and go that way. And like, look, there are ways, I'm sure there are ways that we could reach out and have a go. Um, anyone who's listening who, um, anyone who's listening who wants a little insight into the inner workings of the group, I'm obsessed with getting a private a private detective to to have a little snoop around and to find the, the connecting lines so we know that we can actually get a sense of what the business strategy is. Um, but yeah. It's it's tricky. I'm hearing um, I'm hearing that people aren't hearing this, but there's a good amount of people that seem to be who can hear as loud and clear, and a couple that can't. Um, little recommendation: if you feel like you you could hear and now you can't, just close and start again because apparently the apps are they're coming through. Um, got another request from from Mr. Bone. I'll, I'll bring him in while we're waiting to see if the technology is going to help us. Perfect. Once you've unmuted yourself, you can speak. Hopefully, you can hear us. Mr. Burr? Ah, yes, great, excellent. We're back. There yeah. We go. So, look, look, just to wrap up, really, those were my three points. One about the embassy photo op. You know, it's not. It uh, in terms of scale, it's probably not massive, but I think the impact will be profound and raise it to another level and as you said Greg it's it's the I was going to say unusuality that's not the right word but you know what I mean yeah it, it, it's a story in itself and I think that's what we need to keep the the, the conversation going why Bo I know I see Mike Gow's on the call um defer to him on how best and to do that in the most um appropriate fashion to keep cultural sensitivities on the right side of the, the the fence, if you like. And then the the point I was just trying to make lastly about investment proposition and how we can ratchet that up, because while it's all about getting rid of die, actually it's more important to find a new buddy buyer that is going to see value in it. And you know, and then we get into all the conversations around administration versus liquidation. And to me, um, administration now is far preferable to liquidation later uh, or even administration next season. So um, trying to make that, and, and Kaz, I think, was trying to make the point on TalkSport today. Um, and Simon Jordan, I think, agreed with her that, you know, we need to move towards administration as quickly as possible if that's the outcome of all this. And I rather think it is. Um, and it's better that it's this season than next season. Yeah, it's um, administration for me just carries, 
it's funny. It's it's becoming an increasingly less dirty. Um, it's, it's becoming an increasingly less dirty word. Um, it comes with a horrible sporting penalty, which is which is twelve points off. So, if Ruben could get us thirteen points clear at the end of this season, that would be especially appreciated. But it's um, look. I, I started this process, and I think I'm, I'm not the only one who didn't know an awful lot about the finances of football. But administration isn't as dirty a word as you think it is from a pure football fan point of view. It has a sporting penalty, but what it does mean is that we could start getting it. You, you, it's all of a sudden you're a much more attractive buying proposition when you can be bought for a quid rather than uh, an excessive valuation, which is what we're hearing investors are being given at, at the moment. Um, look. I'm a I'm a glass half full type. I'm I'm of the view that maybe uh, hoping upon hope that, that they will see the light evaluation and an offer will come in that means we don't have to do administration and everything works out shiny. But we do need to start looking at what administration means. I will say to finish positively, I was one of my good mates is a chap called Ed Malian who used to edit the Athletic and comes through that way. Also, but more more pertinently for this point, he's a massive Crystal Palace fan and he's told me on several occasions administration was the best thing that happened to that club when they were going through a horrible time. And it helped them rebuild and it brought Steve Parrish into the club. And I think you can look at someone like Crystal Palace as a real good news story that we would like to follow as a club that looked like it was in deep, deep trouble and rose rose from the embers. And if you speak to a lot of Crystal Palace fans of that era, they say it was administration was a, was a real blessing. And it started off in disguise and then it really was a proper blessing. Um, two, uh, absolutely agree with that. Uh, two other tiny housekeeping points, really, Greg. As a PR pro, you'll know, I'm sure you've got a list of everybody who's on this call and who's listening and whether they're journos or... EFL or any other executive body or even any potential government listeners? Have you got a roll call? <laughs> <laughs> we think I'm going to leave Adam, the administrator, to go through. That. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going through, now Now you've said it, I'm going through the members now and all I see are, are fine, handsome men and women of reading qualities and um, we'll go through. But we'll make sure we've got a full roll call and if anyone has, um, if anyone has heard, we'll come through. Um, and and the the other point was somebody earlier mentioned Alex Sharma, bless him. Um, he's actually my my MP for for the what it's worth in in West Bucks, West Reading, and uh, he's on his way out anyway. We know where he lives in Caversham, but it's interesting what he said about um, China being an ally in the global fight for renewables and. You know, if he's prepared to stick up for that, and I think some pressure on Matt and and Damien Green, who I thought was absolutely brilliant today. Um, you know, James Sunderland to to try and get him involved. I think the more MPs involved, the better. There's also the a- APPG, the um, the parliamentary groups on special interests, and there's a number on football that, if you haven't already looked at, we should we should really dig into them. I did quite an extensive amount of work, as you might imagine, a couple of years ago when a Premier League club was being bought. Um, and I've got quite a bit of insight on the APPG groups. Nice, mate. Um, we'll be in touch and we'll tap into some of that expertise. It sounds like it'd be massively helpful. So thank you, Andrew. And um, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll see you soon, I'm sure. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much. Um, We've, I'll just finish off with a couple of ideas that have been um, just sent in um, by, by message. Um, Helen says, mass walkout at a home game, ideally on a day when Sky has someone at the ground. Um, a town uh, hall-style gathering with guest speakers, including SJM. And can we get former players involved? I mean, number three is something that we um, looked at doing um, during the early stages of the campaign. I think that's something that we can definitely look to revisit. So thank you um, for, for those. Um, Think there'll be more attention shown by a boycott by Sky Sports. Now, personally, uh, think a boycott until the 16th minute at home, um, which is another good idea. Um, Caroline will like this. Everyone needs to be dressed as uh, clowns with dye masks. Um, that's been a, an idea that's gone around the group as well. Um, uh, and yeah, I think we've got some fantastic ideas here. Yeah. Just a shame that not everyone's been able to uh, hear um, what, what we've been doing. But um, yeah. I think I it's probably. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, prote- protest ideas part one was an absolute blinding listen. Protest ideas part two sounds like 
it's had more interceptions than a Reading attack in the first um, in, in, in the first half of this season, anyway. Yeah. But... It's, it's like a film series that's gone on for one film too long, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the tricky, just, sec- the tricky, the, tri- the, the tricky second album and the dodgy sequel. Um, yeah, but like, look, I, just to echo Adam's points, like, look, it's. Um, Oh, I actually just got a bit emotional there. It's it's a really tough time to be a Reading fan, right? Um, but if we keep unified like this, we're going to be all right. And really nice point that was made today, actually. Do. Um, and bizarrely, the lovely point made by Simon Jordan, who pointed out that not an awful lot of clubs get fully liquidated, which I just want to use that as a sign. It's like even when they've gone to the right bottom, they've come back. There's been embers. Wimbledon went down to the very birth, came back. Um You've got clubs like Southend who've just got new owners. There's, there, there are positives. Palace went to the brink. Even though you forget that Leeds United went to the brink and they came back. It's like, we might need to go to the brink, but for as long as we keep this going, we should be okay. And there's enough there. But um, yeah, thank you for all your suggestions. I thought they were world-class and I expect nothing less from Reading fans at the moment. So thank you. Yep. Perfect. Thank you very much to, to Greg and to everyone who's been able to um, submit an idea um apologies for the technical issues hopefully you can listen to this back uh who knows but uh i guess that the second part of this space has gone like a uh, reading season so far really um but yeah thank you to everyone and um yep yeah, this is recorded so perfect hopefully people can listen back and um good night everyone